This is Wholesaling Houses Elite, the no fluff and BS podcast with tips and tricks to help you become an elite wholesaler. Our guest will spill the beans on what it takes to be the best. This podcast is brought to you by Lead Gen Pros, making it incredibly easy for the average real estate investor and business owner to get more leads. They work with a variety of companies who specialize in real estate investing and who are looking for a systemized way to increase their lead flow and grow their business. If that sounds like you, check out theleadgenpros.com. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another podcast. It's Max Maxwell, and today I have a special guest with me today. It's Sean McKay, right? And Sean is from Charlotte, and this is the first time I'm meeting Sean. So it's important that, you know, I like to do my podcast. They're unscripted. We don't have any set questions. I'm literally interviewing Sean for my own personal gain, and you guys get to watch it. Because here's the thing. A lot of us are making money now, and we need to know what to do with it. And Sean, you are a what – you, what, you, what is your title – First, tell us about yourself. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank How you. about that? Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, so, so we, so what we do is we're in self-directed retirement accounts. So okay. IRAs and four hundred one ks, and I'm sure we'll kind of unpack okay. what that looks like. But it's self-directed IRAs and four hundred one ks. Okay. And what company are you with? So we're American IRA. So okay. as you said, I live, work, invest in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. The headquarters where I like to say all the important, all the intelligent people are, <laughs> are in Asheville, North Carolina. So we are certainly very local to you, uh, but we do have clients nationwide. Asheville's booming, by the way. But so is Charlotte, yes. but Asheville's still got opportunity. Charlotte's like, oh my God. Yeah, but yeah, um, it's wild trying so, to get a deal there. So tell me a little bit about your background. How do you decide you're going to go into that? What like college yeah. did you, you grow up in North Carolina? Yeah, so I'm originally from Florida okay. and grew up on the East Coast. And, you know, just growing up, I, uh, I witnessed and I read about how real estate was a way to create wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all seen the statistics. The millionaires are largely created from real yeah. estate in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So I kind of always had that in my head. Um, early on, I participated. I put in down payments on some family rental properties, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't exposed to mentors and I wasn't reading the books. We just kind of, hey, the bank can give you some money. Great. We'll, we'll leverage it. We'll do it. Right. Yeah. Um, went to college at USF in Tampa, okay. Florida. Good experience. Uh, getting out, I thought that that I wanted to be transactional. You mm-hmm. know, obviously you're you're the guy when it comes to wholesaling yeah. and you you built a massive brand from that. Thank you. And I thought that I could be that guy. The problem is I First and foremost, I didn't have the expertise. Like I said, I didn't have the mentorship. And it also happened to be about 2007, 2008, which in Florida, if you don't know what you're doing. Especially in the Tampa market. I remember off top, I remember going to Tampa. A friend of mine lived in Tampa at the point. And I was just getting out of real estate in 2008, obviously, because everybody did. But I didn't know the effect of it. And driving through neighborhoods unfinished was creepy. A lot of them. Yeah, it it was wild. So... 
I realized pretty quickly I wasn't going to be able to support myself. Mm-hmm. I like I, I like to say I, I pretty much hit the lotto because I found a mentor who's actually our owner at American IRA. Perfect. I knew him just as a real estate investor. So I'd love to come up, spend some time, learn how to actually do a proper real estate deal. Mm-hmm. And he said, I have this financial services company with self-directed retirement accounts. At this time, I'm in you know, my mid twenties, I'm like, well, retirement accounts don't seem really sexy, interesting, (laughs) really just want to learn how to make big paychecks. I want to be, you know, what, what is Max Maxwell, right? Yeah. I want to, (laughs) I want to get it. And he said, that's great, but you got to learn how to support yourself. Mm -hmm. And frankly, you're not very good at this wholesaling, (laughs) flipping, you know, type thing. So let's, let's, let's get you a baseline. So it's been incredible. I've, to me, I always tell people at this point, I would do this job for free at American IRA because you get exposure to mm-hmm. people that are just killing it, whether yeah. it's big rental portfolios, which is kind of where we've transitioned, my mm-hmm. wife and I, over the last 10 years, Smart. is just building that slowly because we have this, you know, this solid paycheck. So, yeah, so we all got to play the game, right? We mm-hmm. all need that money to live off of, and we're all trying to build that long term yeah. wealth. So. so, that's amazing. So, you go from graduating, finding a good mentor, he takes you under his wing and he says, listen, you need some help. So did, at that point, you moved to Asheville? I moved to Asheville. I was okay. there for about a year and a half getting up to speed in terms of all the mechanics and the technicals of how to be a resource for clients mm-hmm. with self-directed retirement accounts. And then I was lucky enough to move to Charlotte so that we could kind of expand yeah, the brand. Yeah. And, and it's been great. Well, I would say you did pretty good because now you're a VP over there. Yeah, well, maybe that just. Or you're means a quick that, learner. You're a quick learner, well, right? Well, definitely not a quick learner. I'll tell you that it's a lot, lot of long weeks, yeah. and uh, you know, we put the time in, and I was very fortunate because it was it was a young company, mm-hmm. so I was able to grow with the company. So, we got a lot of people in the company that are a lot sharper than I am, but uh, but you put in your time, some good yeah. things can happen. It's like yeah. being number three or four at yeah. Facebook, right? Yeah. If we ever get to anything remotely close to Facebook, whew, that would be amazing. But yeah, just three or four in, in a great company that's growing like crazy is is just, we're really fortunate. So you guys specialize in retirement accounts, yeah. right? And a word that's been being bounced around in the wholesaling world a lot um, in the, the top echelon of some of my masterminds I go mm-hmm. to is a self-directed IRA. Is that your most popular product or do you have something else? Yeah, so if you don't mind, we can kind of deconstruct that, yeah. the retirement account. So I think there's a lot of confusion out there. People hear retirement accounts, usually they kind of shut off some part of their brain and they think, it's boring, I can't create real wealth, it's going to take 50 years. And retirement accounts are just a vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's just like a checking account, a savings account. It's just a vehicle to put your money. What we're mostly used to is hearing about using that IRA or 401k to buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Nothing wrong with those vehicles. A lot of people have done really well over the years. To me, though, our mission is to just simply make people aware that there's a lot of other things that they can do with their retirement accounts. So when we say self-directed, to me, there's kind of two primary concepts. So the first is, as the name indicates, it's self-directed, meaning you as the account holder are making decisions. Mm -hmm. So you're not coming to us saying, hey, please find an investment that Mm -hmm. makes sense. You are, as we say, kind of the captain of the ship. You are identifying investments, which is great because you're an expert in real estate and what you do, right? So you don't need us anyways to tell you how to invest. The second part is when we're talking about a truly self-directed account, 
ultimately, these accounts can still invest in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, but the real benefit to our clients is they can invest in what are considered alternative assets. So okay. that's the direct ownership of real estate, that's lending money, sometimes secured by real estate, mm -hmm. investing in privately held companies. So different than the stock market with the Exxons oh. and the Apples, you might know someone in your community that's starting a business or they need additional capital to grow further you can invest in those opportunities as well. Basically, the way the IRS code is written is it says we cannot invest in collectibles or life insurance policies. So beyond that, pretty much everything's So two game. things when you have a self-directed IRAs that you cannot invest in the way it's written is collectibles and life insurance policies. Exactly. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So now we're at the point where we kind of understand what it is. Yeah. Now, can you have a job, a W-2, and have a self-directed, or do you have to have your employer run that? Yeah, great, great question. So in the self-directed world, there's there's a few ways you're gonna fund that account. Mm -hmm. So as you said, sometimes people will have employer-sponsored products. Usually that needs to be with a job that they're no longer at. So they have an old 401k, an old thrift savings plan, an mm -hmm. old 403b, something that your company set up for you. You can move that to any provider you want and you can certainly choose to direct all or a portion of that with a company like us. Um, and then there's some people that are just gonna be initiating a new retirement account, just opening and making mm -hmm. contributions. And certainly if you have an IRA that you ever set up, traditionals, Ross, SEPs, you can also self-direct those as well. Okay, so that's important. So you can either take something from your employee that had set mm -hmm. up and, and, and contribute to yourself. Now, what is, how, what, how much does it take to get started? Or what's the limits you can put in yeah, great point. So different accounts have different rules, different mm -hmm. contribution limits. So the most typical accounts we see are the IRAs, like the traditionals and the Ross. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of money you can put in each year, in 2019, you're going to be limited to six or 7,000, depending upon whether you're under or over 50 years old. Okay. There are accounts like SEPs and solo 401ks where you can put up to 56,000 or 62,000 for the solo Ks if you're 50 okay. years old and over. So that's just the money you can put in, but keep in mind if you have a $400,000 old 401k or a $60,000 traditional IRA, you can move over the entire balance if that made okay. sense. So if I wanted to open up a self-directed IRA account with American IRA, do we, how, did I say the name right? American IRA? Yeah. yeah do we you can you only have a limit so like if i wanted to start one today and mm -hmm. i don't have one rolling over yeah. you know let's just say i've been wholesaling all year i've made a half a million dollars yeah. my i only live off of 50 60 grand yeah you know can i put that that whole can i put 300,000 over there that would be great that would be <laughs> that would be a win um so so the the ideal account for the entrepreneur is typically going to be a solo 401k okay and so obviously being way under 50 years old mm -hmm. you could put up to fifty six thousand dollars into that account from your earnings in your business okay um the challenge and you know i don't want to get off topic but obviously you have a lot of businesses mm -hmm. and you employ a lot of staff mm -hmm. If they're essentially W-2 staff, they're full-time to your business, then unfortunately that disqualifies the solo K. So kind of maybe that next best option is something like a SEP IRA that still has the massive $56,000 contribution. Limit. So question, so if my, and this is, could, we could go on a rabbit hole, yeah. let me know if we're going <laughs> down there. 
if I'm the only one working for a certain company mm -hmm. that I own, um, does that allow me to do that? Or so, for example, if I have two LLCs, all my employees work over here, mm -hmm. and I work for the management company. Right. Will will that qual will that qualify me to put, you know, my fifty six thousand for the year in my solo solo four hundred one k? So you're you've you've done well because you like to be creative, mm -hmm. right? You like to problem solve and work yeah. through this. And the challenge is there's essentially what's called control groups, mm -hmm. where basically we're looking at your entire business world, or the IRS would I should mm -hmm. say, and they're saying it's great that you don't have employees in company A that you're looking to make that solo K attached mm -hmm. to, but you have seven employees in company B and 15 mm -hmm. in company C, et cetera. And so those other companies do actually affect your your Got solo it. K. But again, there's other products like yeah. SEP IRAs and stuff that are largely almost as helpful, okay. huge contributions. So when is this, when is the self-directed IRA the best case use? So to me, you know, we talked briefly before mm -hmm. the show and, you know, we're all kind of playing two games, right? Mm -hmm. We all have to put food on the table. You mentioned 50, 60,000, whatever our number is mm -hmm. that we just need to survive and pay all of our bills. And then beyond that, in my opinion, I think you're trying to be as tax efficient as possible. Mm -hmm. I listened to the podcast you did with mm -hmm. Mr. Tony Robinson mm -hmm. Sr. And you guys got into a great discussion about different strategies are beneficial for different tax situations. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned one of the only things that keeps you up is just Uncle Sam coming for you, right? That's it. So you could look at that and you could say, you know, you have your businesses, you have to take care of your needs, but then at a certain point, you're just getting crushed with taxes. You're Killing paying it. 40, maybe as much as 50% in taxes. You're making me cry right now. Why not do some <laughs> of that? through the retirement accounts, mm -hmm. right? That's the obvious one. I think people like yourself, those entrepreneurs, you have to do that. Mm -hmm. But then there's also people like me with the day job where we wanna be tax efficient as well. Mm -hmm. We have the IRAs or the 401ks, maybe we have some rental properties which are tax efficient, but if we're doing the flips or we wanna lend money to other investors, mm -hmm. Those are usually not great situations to take a big tax hit. So if we can do those types of deals through our retirement accounts, wholesaling through retirement accounts, mm -hmm. we're seeing more and more of that. So what does so what does that look like? What yeah. does wholesaling through a retirement account look like? Because obviously, you know, my channel is a lot of people are watching our wholesalers. What does that look like? That you just saying that interests the crap out of me. Yeah. So that that's the cool thing. That's why I love this job. Is I'll see investors that are these prolific wholesalers. Mm -hmm. And they have the ability to turn, as you mentioned, a couple hundred bucks before the show into tens of thousands of dollars yeah. and sometimes even more on a, on a big deal. And so you look at that and you say, it's the identical process that you're going through. You're finding the deal, you're vetting it, making sure it works, mm -hmm. you're negotiating it out. Really the difference is as you're writing up that contract to control that property, there's just gonna be specific verbiage stating that it's actually your retirement account that's binding the contract as opposed mm. to one of your companies. Mm. So that when that contract is then sold to another investor and it's marked up $15,000, for example, that $15,000 at closing can go to your retirement account. And again, it's a much more tax efficient so way to do it. So once I establish a retirement account with mm -hmm. you and the retirement account has a name, I'm guessing, or it was just Max Maxwell retirement account. Yeah, we give you the verbiage, but it's basically our company name for the benefit of your retirement. Got account. it. And let's just say I take three hundred dollars out of my 
for my retirement account mm-hmm. to put the earnest money down and, and the, the due diligence from my retirement account. And then I decided I don't want to sell that property. I just wholesale it. Yeah. And I wholesale it to Tom and Tom gives me 15 grand. So I've essentially turned $300 into 15 grand. That entire 15 grand will go in, back into my retirement account. Correct. And how many taxes do I pay on that for that year? Yeah, so that's 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 a big question. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a deep hole. It, well, so here's where we could go with it. So these are tax efficient vehicles, mm-hmm. right? And so the IRS wants to see that you're you're making investments, that you're largely being as passive as possible with investments. Mm-hmm. So the trick is, and I want to give as much information and, and direct content as possible, but. Ultimately, self-directed companies are the administrators, the custodians. You boil that down, we're the record keepers for Mm -hmm. your retirement account. So as you're kind of working through these scenarios with CPAs and attorneys, if we had 10 CPAs in the room, we'd get 10 10 different different answers answers in terms of how many of these deals we can do before the IRS is going to say, you know what, your retirement account is actually running a wholesaling business as well. Um. Some CPAs will say, you're good doing five to 10. Some are a little bit more aggressive, higher Mm -hmm. number. Others will say, I don't want you doing more than just a couple a year inside the account. So maybe you're doing the juiciest deals, that 15, 25, $40,000 profit. Maybe a couple of those are going into your retirement account and, you know, being as tax efficient as possible. Understood. So that's, that's interesting. So in my case scenario, I'm not sure if you know much about my businesses and operations, it's best for me to open up a solo 401k. So uh, on, that, the, on the 34,000, I know you don't know a lot, but right. I have a wholesaling operation. Mm-hmm. I have a buy and hold operation and I have a brand that makes money as well. Right. Too. So, <laughs> you know, it would definitely be a team discussion mm-hmm. with your professionals as to how it could be structured. The challenge with the solo K would be if you have W-2 employees in any of those companies, a lot of CPAs will say that a solo K is not the best vehicle or you're not eligible for it essentially. Um, So you might have to go that SEP IRA route. So there there are a lot of factors that, because you do have kind of a complicated So what's a SEP? So a SEP is basically a pre-taxed retirement account. It's got the same general features of the solo K in terms of the same contribution limit of the Mm -hmm. 56,000. So you're getting huge benefits there. What the solo K has that makes it kind of optimal over any retirement account is you do have the ability to borrow from that account because it is a 401k product. You could borrow 50,000 or 50% of the balance of your portfolio, whichever is less. Mm -hmm. So $40,000 account, you could borrow up to Mm 20,000. Um, and then there's also just some, some nuance to certain strategies are going to be, um, easier in the solo case. So for example, uh, with IRAs, you want to be really careful about using mortgages with your IRA being the owner. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of times clients will either pay cash for rental properties or they'll use some interesting financing techniques but just getting a a bank loan is going to be, there's a potential for a tax consequence, basically. With a solo K, as long as it's for the acquisition, you can actually use a mortgage and not have a tax consequence Mm -hmm. because IRAs and 401ks have different rules. So if if the SEP and the solo are what most people have, um, is that right? 
I would say most of our clients have Roths and traditionals because a lot of times they're moving over existing IRAs or old 401ks. So question, why, so why is the term self-directed IRA coming up so much in the investment community? Like, and, and how, how does a person obtain one and how does one, how does a person use one? Yeah. So if you look at yourself and Mm -hmm. you know, you're prolific wholesaler, you have many different businesses. If you go and place that money with an advisor or you're just picking your own stocks and mutual funds, statistically, you're going to get ideally the average return of the stock market. Mm -hmm. So historically, that's anywhere between eight and 10%. Okay. Versus if you take that same, let's let's say even a couple thousand dollars, you open a self-directed account and you're moving through wholesale deals, you're getting options on properties, you're, you know, at some point maybe just lending money to other investors, making mm-hmm. 15 plus percent. Mm-hmm. I see clients like you all day long go from zero to literally a million dollars in a handful of years just from their capacity so, in the real estate yeah. arena. So it, this isn't like a one size fits all for everybody. Yeah. There's a lot of the general public that's probably better served with index funds with Vanguard yeah. or working with their advisor. But if you especially have like a really specific skill set where you can just yeah. create massive wealth out of nothing. I'm an expert in something, right? This is a no be, brainer. It could be flipping cattle. Yeah. It could be flipping houses. Right. So the contribution to create one is limited per year, right? Limited per year, depending on the account. Yeah. Mm. So that's a, that, that's tricky then. Yeah. So I, if I had 50 grand waiting, couldn't just walk over to you and say, I want a solo, I want a, I want a, I want a self-directed. Self-directed. So the SEP, potentially the solo K, because you can get up to 56, you could actually plow that pile of money in there, assuming your income's at a certain level, which, mm-hmm. which your income will be. Mm-hmm. So for those high net worth individuals, Again, those clients that go from zero to a million in four or five years, they're making those 50,000 plus contributions in the SEPs and the solos, and they're prolifically growing the money, do a couple of deals a year in there, and it's game over. It makes sense. Yeah. So do you have a lot of W-2, you know, I would say W-2 rich people Mm -hmm. that come to you and say, you know, I'm, I'm learning. And I want to do something more creative than just letting it be over here and earn six, seven, ten percent. Yeah. Um, what What does that look like? What is so? If somebody's watching right now and they've been with a company for thirteen years, mm-hmm. and let's just say they got one hundred fifty thousand dollars sitting in. What kind of accounts is it usually when you work for a company? Four hundred one ks are pretty typical. Yeah. So yeah. you got one hundred fifty grand in your four hundred one k. You've been watching Max Maxwell, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, I want to lend some money. Yeah. Like, this little small that I'm getting every year, it's going to be hard for me to get to that million dollars. Yeah. How do they transition from they've been working at AT&T for 15 years, mm-hmm. 150 grand, 100 grand sitting in their 401k. How do they transition to a company like yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. So the challenge is if they're currently employed by whomever that is, AT&T, where they have that 401k, Mm -hmm. most of the time they're not going to be able to move that until they're no longer employed there. Sometimes they'll have old 401ks prior to that job or they've been contributing to IRAs along the way. Okay, let me give you a better example. I'll give you a user case of probably some of my audience members. Um, A lot of people working six-figure jobs Mm -hmm. runs across my channel, 
they're they they're just tired. They're, even though they've making great money working hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I got a guy that works at NASA right now that's just sick and tired. <laughs> he's a he's a rocket scientist and he just like wants to his name is Eddie. He wants to quit. So yeah. let's just say Eddie's making a hundred he's got hundred and fifty grand sitting in his IRA and he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna go full time, I quit. How does he transition his money? He's starting to wholesale. He's yeah. making more money wholesaling than he did in his in his W two. But he's like, I got this money sitting in my four hundred one k. What do I do with this now? Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, there's a lot of ways that he could go about that depending upon his skill set. You mentioned he's wholesaling. Mm -hmm. So again, kind of our initial discussion about there's those two games we're playing, there's putting food on the table, and then there's growing that long-term wealth. Mm -hmm. He's certainly gonna be continuing to hustle with his wholesale deals mm -hmm. to, to cover his family overhead yep. and, his, and his needs. Um, but then at a certain point, he's gonna realize, again, you're just getting hammered on taxes. He's very frugal, by the way. So let's okay. just say he lives off of 50 grand. Okay. So in that situation, he's he's probably going to continue with those entrepreneurial efforts mm -hmm. with the wholesaling. He's going to take that pile of money, and as you said, maybe he's lending. Maybe every once in a while, he's doing some of the juicier wholesale deals mm -hmm. through his retirement account mm -hmm. to be tax efficient. You know, he maybe it's joint venturing. A mm -hmm. lot of our CPAs will will bless clients using part of their personal money, using part of their retirement account mm -hmm. money joint venturing, putting those two together to do a particular wholesale deal or flip or, you know, whatever it may be there. So, so you can get creative. Yo, so that was, that's an interesting way is like, so you're saying if my wholesale deals cost $500 per contract to mm -hmm. acquire, I can put 250 of my personal money in it and 250 of my IRA money in it mm -hmm. and the contribution will go back evenly as it came in. Exactly. As you said, because it's 250, 250. Yeah. Now you could do 400, 100, or however you want to uh, split that. As long as it's coming in and out in the same proportion, you can get creative. So the main thing not to get caught up yeah. is obviously learn from you what you should and shouldn't do in your yeah. company, right? And then obviously have good records and be a good custodian of, mm -hmm. of what happens in case you get, I guess, audited at this sure. point. Mm -hmm. um, but there's there's creative there's definitely creative ways to not have a high tax consequence. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. What are some of the more creative ways you've seen? And you just or you just seen something and you don't have to name names yeah. or times sure. you just say, "Man, that's man, you create that's crazy." Yeah. So, yeah, I mean there there's a lot of things that come to mind. I what I love to see is stuff that I certainly have no expertise in. And frankly, I would have never even thought to mention that as I'm trying to share this information mm -hmm. with with individuals. So, you know, we'll have individuals that are just deep in the construction game. Mm -hmm. And so they'll find opportunities to buy construction equipment and then lease that out to contracting companies mm -hmm. and make a crazy return on that investment. I don't know anything yeah. about how much that equipment should cost and yeah. lease rates and all that kind of stuff, but that's still in their circle of competency with real estate. Not all of our clients do real estate. We'll see clients that invest in a private company. They'll see an opportunity in a tech company. Obviously, we're in North Carolina. Mm. There's different tech hubs yeah. here. And so they just they feel like something's a winner, and they could put $10,000, and that 10000 can become hundreds of thousands of dollars because they had that knowledge base. So wow. it's just, it's cool getting to see people use their expertise 
to be able to do that. So, so what I really see is that the tax law for a self-directed um, retirement account is basically so that an individual person is not bound to work with a big financial institution in order to to to, to fund or add money to the retirement account. It allows each person to become their own expert and and secure their future the way they see versus traditional stocks and bonds and stuff like that. Yep. So that's the basic reasoning of why they have these accounts. I agree. I, I think when I look at our client base, I see clients that are diversification clients. <clears throat> Maybe they got that full-time job. They like real estate. They don't have a time a lot of time to devote to it. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they're even just putting a portion of that old 401k in a self-directed account so that they're kind of more diversified. Because yeah. we're always hearing diversification, diversification, but if all your money's in the stock market, it doesn't matter what you own. Yeah. If it pulls back 30%, you're probably gonna lose 30% yeah. of the value of your portfolio. But if you also have a rental or you're making a loan, making an easy 12, mm -hmm. 15%, that's more diversified. And then that second group is the Max Maxwells of the world that are just out there crushing it based on their expertise. And they tend to be more heavily concentrated with their self-directed. So let's let's take me, for example, because yeah. I'm, I'm sure maybe some of my audience is in the same boat. I've never had a 401k at work. Yeah. I went from working for the federal government in the military to, to basically doing some small stuff in different companies to now where I make, uh, you know, a decent amount of money every single year, but I've never had a retirement. It's never came across uh, my plate. And and honestly, in my culture, in African-American culture, a lot of us never get this talk. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what do we do now that we have this opportunity? We're making money. Yeah. How, not that you're giving like financial advice, but, but we're making money. What is the best things you've seen, mm -hmm. right? You've been, you've been doing this for a while. What is you've seen where people have came in with, you know, very minimal amount of funds and have done well. And you look at them in the, and you're like, man, you've done well. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. What, what scenarios have you seen like that? And for me to, 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 to my listeners would be like, well, it's possible. Mm -hmm. And, and this is what you should, or the line that this person took. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the question of the day, right? Yeah. We're all trying to get to that next level. And so, you know, and I, I apologize if I sound like a broken record, yeah. but to me, the the huge benefit with these retirement accounts and even just investing mm -hmm. as a whole is that you're able to control your own destiny to say, I'm just going to focus on being a great wholesaler, mm -hmm. right? And so you're listening to these podcasts, you're getting the information, you're hopefully even finding mentors, and you become competent at that. And again, to me, I think what's really cool about the evolution of the 11 years I've been doing this is it used to just be the old execs that had mm -hmm. huge pensions mm -hmm. and old 401ks. They knew it, they got it, sign around the paperwork. And that's and what I'm saying. It's like this new information era yes. where... My parents have no idea about this stuff right. you're talking about. And now we're in this information era and maybe even a guy is making $50,000 a year yes. but only lives off of 25. Mm -hmm. What is he like what does he do? That's that is what I want more mm -hmm. of our and year over year that is what our client base has yeah. turned into. Our account balance has actually gone down substantially. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's great because people feel like they can they can be involved in this without the hundred, four hundred thousand dollar account, whatever it may so be. So you're saying like your average account has maybe went down, but you're getting more more younger people that yes. see the that see the actual mm -hmm. like they're like, okay, wait, maybe I should be retiring. Right. Maybe because frankly, the old way is dead. Yeah. You can't get 20, 30 years at a company, retire with a mm -hmm. pension, and yep. a that's dead. Yeah. So we have to change the narrative and say, all right, you got to take control of your own financial future here, and it's actually pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it comes back to, so you're going to be that great wholesaler. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're going to do just one or two deals in that first year. Mm -hmm. You still have to work your day job. You got family, everything else going on. So what I love is when I see that first wholesale deal that's making life easier mm -hmm. and maybe you're paying off your credit cards and mm -hmm. maybe you're getting like more just comfortable and solid financially. Yeah. But then that other 10 or $15,000 wholesale check you're doing through that retirement account. So your account balance goes from 2000 to $18,000. If you put that in the stock market, Unless you get lucky on a penny stock, yeah. you're not going from two thousand to eighteen thousand dollars. They have it, right? So if you just do that, think about that. Once a year for ten years, you're gonna have a large six figure paycheck or you know, balance in your your retirement account just based upon hustling, putting that yeah. work in and just just really having focus on a strategy. I think this is amazing. I, I just think that the conversations I mean, just for me in the last three years, mm -hmm. to go from broke at home. <laughs> to having sitting in front of you and, yeah, and having these conversations and really debating where money goes and how to keep the, the most of it. I think, I think it's, it's, I think the regime, the regime change starts with our, our, yeah. our generation and you're the same age as I. And I think it's just like, it's, it's important for us since we have this information to pass it on to people because it's important. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to retire? Well, here's another question. Retiring in the next 30 years, right? What do you see the money that is going to be needed to live a decent lifestyle? I, Just guess yeah, it. Well, what is yeah. it now? What is it now? Well, the so... I guess it depends on the lifestyle, right? Right. But even going back to your podcast with, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Robinson, Robinson yeah. Sr., he, he spoke about, what was it, 5% Only are not in need of any sort of assistance yes. or any sort of social security and things yeah. like that to pay their bills, right? The other 95% need help or dead or broke dead or broke. So whatever whatever <laughs> we're doing, it it's not working. enough. It's and not and as you said, it's just going to get worse as pensions have been phased yep. out, social security, maybe that's around, maybe Inflation. that's not. Inflation. So what I love is there's just so many ways to go about it. So King of wholesaling, you could build up a five million dollar portfolio, and you could just, you could almost put yeah. that in like savings accounts, and yeah. you're going to be fine living off the interest. Yeah. There's also clients that are going to build that portfolio of rental properties, mm -hmm. and maybe it's you know five, ten properties, but just the cash flow alone mm -hmm. will keep them so that they can always pay their bills, and then they're not having to worry about sell off assets. Mm -hmm. So. There's just so many ways to go about it. So that, that's, I'm glad you brought up rental properties because I'm acquiring more yeah. and I know my audience is acquiring more mm -hmm. and some people probably been acquiring it for a while. When you do it in a retirement account, does the retirement account pretty much own the asset? It does. So each rental check goes back to the retirement account, correct? Correct. Minus expenses yeah. and all that stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you're just literally every month just stacking it up every every single month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So you can buy. So it's not wise to maybe put all of your properties in there because you need cash flow right. to live. But you need to start putting some of them in your account that you just say, okay, well, that $700 profit from that one, that $500 profit is yeah. just going to stack. And I think I think what's hard to visualize, and I think maybe I'm going to have my team create a graphic that mm -hmm. shows that interest or that compound over 20 years yeah. uh, with just a small 2, per, two, two to 3% rent increase, mm -hmm. what it can look like in 20 years. And I think that's hard for people to visualize. It's only $500 mm -hmm. a month. You know, but when you actually visualize it, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That, that made me a millionaire. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so crazy. And, you know, and I'm sure you've had these conversations too, but every, every individual that I've had the chance to sit down with and learn from that's been the game for 20, 30, 40 years on the rental property end, mm -hmm. every single one of them says the only mistakes I ever made was selling anything. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, that compounding effect, you can't see it until years down the road you're going net worth wow yeah. cash flow wow, wow yeah you know the whole thing you just there's just a lot of ways that it becomes a much bigger benefit and who knows you you buy into that one neighborhood where you're in a great general location but that one neighborhood just went completely nuts the rents used to be 500 and mm -hmm. now it's a thousand or 1500 or whatever it is there's just so many unforeseen positive elements to the momentum it's just unbelievable so here's another question how late it, is it never too late to start is it no and you mentioned certainly the younger generation mm -hmm. it's it's great for them to get this and mm -hmm. to in in their way implement it mm -hmm. when it makes sense but i also love even just seeing individuals that aren't making the six-figure paychecks mm -hmm. that are in their 50s 60s 70s and they say oh well yeah, I actually do know how to wholesale, or I'm gonna learn how to wholesale. I, gotta, I get a, a lot. Of, a I get a lot of them that were retired. A lot of people that watch this, I've met them personally that have retired or stopped mm -hmm. working, couldn't get a job, yeah. 55, 58 years old, yeah. learn how to wholesale, and now they're like, this is easy. Yeah, and they can easily just contribute. Here's another question: If I had kids, and for the people out there that have kids, I'm asking this question for them. Um, can you create a retirement account for your kid? So there are a few accounts you could use. Mm -hmm. So there's retirement accounts. So we'll see clients normally, again, talk to your CPA, mm -hmm. yeah. but normally they're gonna favor the Roth IRAs okay. because that's a post-tax account. So it grows tax-free. So you end up putting a couple thousand over the years. You do some great wholesale deals that might grow to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. When that money's pulled out, you don't pay any taxes on the way out. So Roth vehicles are great. The thing is you have to have earned income. Okay. So some children work in their parents' business, whether that's helping with marketing or, you know, some people get a little cute, a little creative yeah. with, you know, working in the business. That's between you and your CPA. But if they're, if they're getting some sort of a paycheck, yeah. then they can have that Roth. So essentially I've seen in ways, and this is just kind of going, I've seen people have investment websites mm -hmm. and take pictures of their kids yeah. in front of their houses and pay them a modeling fee. Yeah. Kids are models. Yeah. Right. I don't know if your kids are model, but the kids, <laughs> 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 there are model kids out there. So that's that's a way I've seen people yeah. uh, create an income for a child. And children do have incomes and you can pay them and feature them in your YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Even if seven people watch it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a fee. Um, 
I've I've never did it. I don't have kids, but I've seen people successfully. Yeah. That's how they get their kids' income. Yeah. Um, so that's important. So you can't. There is ways. There's there is accounts that you can set up for your kids because I think even at this age, you know, throwing five thousand dollars a year, two thousand dollars a year oh, yeah. into a seven year old's account down the road is probably something you should just do. I wish I could do it for kids I don't even have yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, then there's also the concept of Coverdale. So as you so retirement accounts like the Roth that's where you need the earned income. Yeah. But Coverdale is basically an educational account mm. where you're putting money in there for a child. And it could be an infant, it could be up to um, essentially 17 years old. And you can make these same investments, wholesaling, options, rehabs, Could your employer make those same contributions for you or? Um, you would want with the Coverdales, basically, typically that's gonna be from a, a family like, member or okay. a friend and they have to have a certain, they have to be within a income threshold, mm -hmm. but that's a very easy workaround. So long story short, everyone can get that contributed to for their, their children or friends, yeah. you know, family members, stuff like that. It doesn't have to be your kids. Yeah. You might have a nephew or something mm -hmm. that you wanna, you know, put that $2,000 into the Coverdale, mm -hmm. start cranking out a wholesale deal or two a year. And then, you know, by the time they're our age, I'm probably going to be working for him, right? You know, I mean, that's it's amazing yeah. how that works. So we talk about maximizing not having a high tax consequence. Yeah. Everybody wants to do that, right? Play within the laws, yeah. right? There's rules for us, and we need to follow them. Mm -hmm. um, when when is when is the current what is the current retirement age that you can start pulling out this money so that you can use it to live? Yeah, so 59 and a half is when you can start to take the money out without penalty. But there are some workarounds. So we do see, you know, you're certainly involved with the movements of financial retirement mm -hmm. early, f financially independent retirement early, mm -hmm. the FIRE movement, mm -hmm. right? And so there are individuals in their 20s and 30s that are retiring, and they probably are all set up with different structures. But we also see clients that need to get to money for whatever reason, before 59 and a half. And so with accounts like a, a Roth IRA, you can actually at any point in time pull out money that you've actually contributed to that Roth. Mm. So over the last 10 years, you might've put just easy numbers, 50 grand into that account. The 50 is turned into 400,000, but you can always pull that 50,000 out if you ever get in a pinch or something. So you can pull your happens. base out and that yeah. you're, you're taxed as you know for yeah. that just, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Could I lend money to a friend? You can. Another wealthy friend? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically, you can't lend money to yourself, your spouse, your lineal line up or down. So parents, grandparents, children, grandchildren. Got it. The down line is also their spouses. Got it. So yeah. no up or down lineage line, but another friend, high net worth individual, mm -hmm. if he needs access to money, it, he can, I can loan it to him at a reasonable rate. Yeah. That reasonable rate is determined by? By you guys. Yeah. Got it. Because they're doing car loans at one, two percent, right? So, uh, yeah. So it, I've it's, seen it. I've seen yeah. billboards for car loans at one point two percent. Yeah, there, there's definitely. So th the crazy thing is, there's no challenge with the upside. So we see thirty, forty plus percent mm -hmm. interest rates all day, and that's just you know situations where it makes sense for mm -hmm. everybody. On the end, where it's you know the one percent, or sometimes clients try to zero percent loans. The concern is you're probably at a higher risk for an audit because it doesn't look like a arm's, uh, length, arm's length 
reasonable transaction that a lot of people would want to do, especially because a lot of times they want to do it unsecured. Yeah. Which unsecured at zero percent doesn't it's, it's, seem like a lot of upside, right? Nobody does. So that. you want to be a little careful on that yeah. aspect, but as you said, just you know, typical rates end up are something we see every day. I, I think this has been a good conversation. I think I understand it more. Um, obviously, it's per every individual mm-hmm. once you look at what they have. Do clients come to you and get recommendations or should they get recommendations from their CPA then come to you? In terms of the types of accounts? Types of accounts. Yeah, so most of the time clients are just simply going to open the type of account they currently have. Traditional to traditional, Roth to Roth, things like that. I don't have any. Old 401ks. So you are, you're you're going to be someone who's going to want to do a lot of tax planning. You're definitely going to want to have your CPA involved because Mm -hmm. you have all these moving parts, your businesses and high net worth, and you have a lot to consider. And frankly, we don't have access to your return. So we couldn't even give you a reasonable, you know, solution to, to what you need. So for, for people like you, CPA analysis, and then we're happy to, you know. I think there's a lot of people out there like me that this is the first time they've they've financially fit, mm-hmm. and they're now like, okay, I'm hearing this. You're starting to hang around a little bit more higher net worth individuals, right. and you start hearing these words pass around. Most of them don't actually know what they're doing. They just know it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's <laughs> when they come to experts and just yeah. get just get that information. And you've seen people. Uh, well, have you seen people with these these retirement accounts lend money to individuals to do real estate deals? Yeah, I would say probably 60 plus percent of our clients are either they're doing some sort of real estate deal, mm-hmm. whether it's the ownership of rental properties, whether it's lending money secured by wholesale deals, flipping spec houses inside mm-hmm. the accounts, options, all the things you're familiar with, all the things you do, they too. can be done in these accounts. So there's 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 different types of um, I guess self directed. Um, there's ones where you have to. Uh, well, first of all, how how fast is it to get money? Say for example, I have fifty thousand in my account and I want to fund a wholesale deal. Mm-hmm. How fast traditionally fast is that? So there, there's kind of two lanes to go. Mm-hmm. So if the retirement account is going to directly make that offer, assuming your account's already set up and funded mm-hmm. with whomever your mm-hmm. provider is, for us, it's going to be about a 24-hour turnaround for us to be signing documents, sending Got earnest it. money, consideration, whatever you want to call that. But the, the typical flow is, as you said, you're, you're going to be, you know the game better than mm-hmm. I do. You're working an off-market deal. You're dealing directly with the seller. And so I find with those clients, it's typically just kind of setting the expectation with that seller. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, we're signing around this contract. You're using the forms you would always use, but I'm doing this from a unique account. And so it's just going to take a basically an extra day to get you your money and to go through that process. Yeah, we do three days anyways. Three like, days. It Perfect. just has to be postmarked by three days. Perfect. So yeah. that's kind of lane number one is we're as the administrator, the custodian directly involved in that. Mm-hmm. The other lane is you may have heard the term checkbook control yeah. 
or having an IRA or 401k owned LLC. Mm-hmm. And so with that structure, clients have the capacity to, just as you do in your other businesses, if you needed to write a check on the spot, because many times they're managers of that LLC and they're signing around all the documents, they're sending the funds and we're removed from that process. How much do you hate that as a custodian? So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because here's the way I'll say this is more profitable for companies like us if all the clients do that because we don't need as much staff you guys aren't needing us for all this back and forth transactional work but they also need to be educated that's the thing is you don't hear me proactively (laughs) saying hey we all need checkbook control because there are really savvy investors and then there are investors at the beginning of their journey and they're going to make a mess of it and we don't even know Mm -hmm. because we're not involved in those those transactions so you know, it's kind of a, if, if you're the right person for it, it can be a great tool, but it's, it's definitely not something that most people at least should start with. Yeah. So just to kind of wrap this up and, and, and ask this question, what is the minimum amount of money, right? People are listening to this podcast right now. They're fired up, right? (laughs) They're like, you know what? He's right. I need to go save some money. They're going to give you a call over an American IRA what is the minimum amount of money they should have to open up? And I know there's several different types of mm-hmm. accounts, but what if you if they came to the table with two grand, yeah. could that get them started just to get the account open and then learn more about it? Yeah, absolutely. So, so as you said, there's really kind of two components. The great thing is, and again, we appreciate you mm-hmm. helping us to spread the word and to educate. Yeah. So typically there's a $50 setup fee to mm-hmm. open the account. And we'll waive that for anyone who just says, you know, I heard about this on the Max. That's awesome. Well. Go use it now. Yes, that's right. So, so it's it's a free account because most firms actually start charging the annual fee once you open the account. Okay. We don't charge that annual fee on the IRAs until you actually make your first investment with Got us. Got it. So that starts the annual process then. Exactly. So the setup fee is waived, and sometimes clients just need to get the account open. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking action. I'm doing that. And then is maybe they're getting a little closer to the wholesale deal or at least wrapping their head around how they're gonna use the account. Then as you said, even with a couple thousand dollars, you can get that account funded so that you can put a couple hundred dollars into the wholesale deal to bind that contract to make 15 grand. Listen, I challenge everybody listening to this right now. And I am making zero dollars from this. This is, I am not making a dollar from this. I just want people to really understand how to secure their financial future. Um, I'm gonna make some of my employees do it, right? And you know, it's free to open the account. Open the account, get everything going, and then make a small contribution to it. And the moment you have that brilliant idea or the wholesale deal comes down the pipeline and you say, you know what, I got three deals closing this month, I don't need but one of them, or I don't need but two of them. I'm gonna you I'm gonna close the last deal through my my retirement account and just put the 10 grand over there and then you're going to see how quickly it compounds but open an account is the first thing i think taking the first step getting the account and understanding that you can invest in it and then i think once you have the account once you have a few hundred bucks in there a thousand bucks then you're going to deep dive into the education side of how to best use it um we talked before the show that there's people that go around and you spend thousands of dollars to learn how to move your money from one other. And we're having this free conversation. People get to listen. So I think it's important to open up. Um, I'm going to open up 
a new account uh, Monday with you guys, and we're gonna we're gonna get this rolling. I'm gonna show you guys proof that I'm I'm gonna do exactly what I'm saying. So I'm gonna do it. I don't know how much of the money I'm gonna put in that account yet, but I'm gonna ask some from some yep. advice yeah. and see how much I can put in there, and then I'm gonna rock and roll. And I'm gonna and as I do deals with you with the IRA, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. That would be amazing. And that that would be cool as as great case studies yeah. because we have these clients that do well, but for you know a variety of reasons they want to be so under the radar. Yeah. You're not under the radar, right? Yeah, I, so it's it too be late for that, for right? To be able to Mr. share. Mr. Robinson says yeah. the bird with the brightest feathers gets shot first. So I'm just waiting <laughs> to get shot. <laughs> but I can't go back down at this point. I can't yeah. change my feathers. So I'm gonna do it because I think it's important to shed the education. Mm -hmm. So I will take the risk of being out there and exposed, but I wanna show people how easy it is to build generational wealth. And I say how to change your family tree, mm -hmm. right? So now it's time. We've got the education. We know how to do it. We've got the resources. We're making money. Now it's time to stop buying that new car, that new shoes, that new this. Let's put those few hundred dollars, right? I just bought a Gucci belt the other day, not for myself, <laughs> but as a, as a gift. It was 450 bucks, right? So to do that, that literally, I could... Today, I have a deal closing that I got $200 in that the assignment fee is $14,000. So j just, just doing that, I could have turned that $400 Gucci belt into a $14,000 assignment. And that's the way I want people to start thinking is, okay, I can spend this on that or I can put it in my IRA and do this with it. So I think this has been cool. And I got to have you back. Because I think we're going to, I I feel like there's a responsibility that we have as young people to go out and spread what's going on. Because this applies to people doing wholesale deals. This applies to your Uber drivers that mm -hmm. are out there making money in Charlotte and knocking down 50 grand a year mm -hmm. driving around. And let's, 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 let's lower our tax consequences. Yeah. Let's be smart about this. Let's build generational wealth. Let's get off of the system, right? if that makes sense. Yeah. Let's not be dependent. Let's be in the 5% that yeah. Mr. Robinson talked about. We don't want to be dead broke or, or need That's assistance. Scary. And it's true statistic because yeah. it came from the Department of Labor. Yeah. So, Sean, I thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate much. it. Appreciate and, um, it. Where, before we go, yeah. where can people reach to you? What, what steps? Because you're going to get a bunch of calls, and I want those calls to come in, and I want those emails to come in. What's the best way you want them to go? Yeah, absolutely. So I appreciate that. So certainly our website is AmericanIRA.com. Okay. You can pull forms from there. Certainly our contact information is up there. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, our headquarters is in Asheville. Okay. I do have a sales team over there and they can certainly work with you. And you're going to get the calls. Paperwork. I'm telling you now you're going to prep them because this is important. Mm -hmm. I want people to open up these accounts and I want them to show proof. Open the account and send me a picture that your account's been opened because mm -hmm. I think it's just important that we're taking a step to financial freedom. So Absolutely. keep going. Go to the website, AmericanIRA.com. Yes. You got forms on there, educational mm -hmm. stuff, and then they can also just call and reach out to your team. They can call, they can log in to set up a consultation so that we can contact them. Mm -hmm. And then certainly we do have uh, specific office information. I know you have a huge audience, so I will say <laughs> that you can also contact me directly in our Charlotte office, and the information is on the website. I will say if if the Maxwell experience is just like off the charts, then maybe we're going to have to bring uh, sales team members in to, to assist yeah. with the volume. But 
as much as, as I can participate directly, I'd love to help yeah. out. And I think this is important. We talk about buying back the block. We talk about changing our family tree. I think this is a step in the right direction is creating that retirement account, reducing your tax consequence, and uh, just building generational wealth. Shauna, thank you again. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'll see you guys next time. And um, if you like this, give it a thumbs up. Uh, Give it a like. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Wholesaling Houses Elite Podcast with Max Maxwell. Make sure to tune in next week to see what elite wholesaler will have in the hot seat.